Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life and community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 38, we talk about an upcoming church-wide emphasis, Jesus Follower, a collective focus for a scattered church. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey. Hello, Greg. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> things go, things going fine. your way this week? Thanks for asking. Yeah, well, great. It's been a hard week. Okay. Yeah, good. It's been a hard week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait till next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So as we're going through the uh, stores, you know, out doing a little shopping here or there, I happened to go by and see a throwback that brought so much nostalgic and feeling through my body. Mm. <laughs> That's wow. quite a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Is this uh, Tinker Toys? No, no, <laughs> no. Lincoln Logs? Yeah. This is mustard yellow, dark brown, and forest green corduroy pants. Hey, okay. The corduroy pants. That was like first and second grade, come on. Yeah. And I, I had a pair of maroon ones. I wore to baseball practice one night, and I remember my mom saying, don't you rip those pants. Yeah. <laughs> Foul ball over the fence. I got it. There you go. <laughs> Over the top of the fence, yeah. going down the backside. Chain link fence? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I just heard the... I'm like, yeah. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Which is surprising because those are almost indestructible. Yeah. Like, uh, it was hard to yeah. It was hard to tear those things. Yep. So, yeah. they're, they're out. So, it made me think, I'm getting a pair of the forest green. Several years, I've been wearing red pants during the holiday season. Yeah. This year, I'm trying to convince Kelly, let me get the forest green corduroys. Yeah. So funny. They will. They will look back. good on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yes, and Valentine's. There's a few select times where you could wear those pants. Green, forest green on Valentine's. Oh no, no, I thought you meant the red. So. No, <laughs> never mind. I don't. Know. You don't dress up for the holidays, holiday. do you? Arbor Day. I do not color, color code St. Patrick's Day. to the holidays. <laughs> so, yeah. so do you like St. Patrick's Day? There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So do you? I mean, do you have some old Christmas clothes memories? Uh, no, no, I no none. No, how about you? I never like dressed in a Christmas suit or something. Christmas sweater, Christmas. I mean, I have like a red sweater, a leisure suit. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. pink bunny outfit. Yeah, yeah. But I love the corduroys. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the corduroys. I wore corduroys all through high school. Yeah, yeah, I wore them. Had the, and the desert boots. Oh, the desert boots, the yes. suede boot, Clark's, Clark's, and they had the, the gum. Yep. Um, sold to them. Yep. It, Brian, you look like you've never heard of desert boots. Desert. Boots. Oh, yeah. So they called oh. them. You could roll your ankle in a hurry in those. Okay. But yeah, that's what they wore. Huh. Yeah. They're they like those. ankle ankle high. Yeah. Not full high top, quarter right, top. Right, right. Right. All suede. Yes. Tan laces and like clear gum bottoms. Yeah. Some of them are dark brown bottoms. Right? Opaque kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. we didn't have those in the quite So no, quite no, the no Christmas out, outfit. No, no, no desert, desert boots. boots. Yeah. What's going on yeah, in I, Illinois? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> we we had to be more strategic in our dressing. It was yeah a lot of bundling and layers and so yeah, yeah. we bundling didn't have bundling and layers. Yeah, desert boots. Why do they call them desert boots? I think because they were the color? sandy color. Probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We've all learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you ought to go home and tell Evan, I'm getting you a pair of desert yeah. boots. Oh, yeah. forget those Nikes. They're expensive, want. though. They're, yeah. they're oh, more the than the gone up. Yeah, okay. The price has gone yeah. up on those. Because you got to get the spray, and then you need to get, you know, with the suede shoe, you got to have the new book that, that yeah. it looks like a eraser, and then that's how you clean the suede of it. 
Is right. that right? I actually learned that from having my suede pumas in sixth grade. Remember the blue really? suede pumas? Yeah, sure, sure. Yes. Blue suede Using shoes. Using a race? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to sing another song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one day I walk shoes. out into our uh, kitchen, and Evan is sitting there with a pair of shoes, and he's he has white out, and he's painting the bottom of these shoes with white out. Mm. Yeah. And they looked beautiful. But really? after about a week, it all flaked off. So you got to do it. You got to reapply, apparently. But he's white out, and yeah, they look they look great. A new They're use new. for for white out. Yeah, yeah. But now, what is found what are the shoes the other day? You had on. You call them the what kind of shoes? The walking shoes? Walkabout? What? No. <laughs> lifestyle shoes. Lifestyle shoes. <laughs> these these I have them on now. I'm showing you my lifestyle <laughs> oh, They're, for our the, Patreon subscribers. Yeah, that's right. Watching that's right. And yeah. I'm not sponsored by this company, but they're just. Actually, they're blue and suede, <laughs> and they're new. They're new. You've always had a thing with the soft blue fabric. Suede, suede. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so my youngest sons are like, Dad, you need to get some lifestyle shoes. I'm like, What are lifestyle shoes? And so these are these shoes that you feel every rock underneath of your foot. Oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, okay. yeah I got yeah. you. I got yeah. you. Okay, the old blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're five oh five New Balances. Okay. If Steve Stephen Jones is listening, shout out to him. He's a big lifestyle <laughs> shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him wear those too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyhow. We're all following somebody. That's right. Corduroy's. Yeah. Corduroy's. Yep. Pick so. your pair up today. Yeah. But why don't hey. we talk about following Jesus? Yeah. There we go. Oh, Thank you. Oh, see, that's the lead I, in. I threw it out. I threw it out there. See, you picked that it was up. A softball. I went back to Corduroy. You went back to Corduroy. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm not very spiritual. <laughs> well, you said it's been a hard one. Practical. Practical. That's right. That's all right. right. So let, let's talk that's about this right. idea. We're t- you know, we are living uh, in a process now. Uh, the the church in general is uh, you can use whatever word you want uh, scattered, uh, dispersed uh, out there, uh, not collectively gathering in large numbers at the moment due to COVID nineteen. Uh, but we're moving into a um, it's creating some deeper discussion about that process. So we're going to kind of talk about the development of a Jesus follower and what's the goal. What does that look like? So Brian, give us a little backstory on on why of the emphasis of of what is a Jesus follower and, and what does that look like going forward? So uh, our church, like every church nowadays, has a mission, and uh, we have a mission statement, right? And uh, and so for us, it's— He's going to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should I say anything? No. No. <laughs> okay, I'll no. keep my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, no, what? <laughs> How about those corduroys? <laughs> uh, back, serious. Seriously, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We all have a mission. Yeah, that's right. We all have a mission. Yeah. Um, so our, you know, ours is reach and develop all people into fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so several years back, uh, I think rightfully so, we, we asked the question, okay, what, what does it mean to follow Jesus then? What does that look like? If you see a Jesus follower, what what are the fruits you're looking for there in in somebody's life who has been captured by Jesus and following after Him? And so, um, so we put together some thoughts on that, and and uh, we said, well, uh, to see a Jesus follower is to see somebody that loves God and loves others by abiding in Christ and through the Holy Spirit imitating Jesus' life and Jesus' mission, and and so you have in those elements, obviously. Um, the the response of Jesus was, uh, well, it's to love God, and the second is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, Jesus called people to abide, to rest, to remain in him, and there are practices that help us do that. And then uh, through the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised, uh, we are then able to live out and to imitate uh, the, the life of Jesus, uh, the way of Jesus, and the mission of Jesus. Uh, and so... We, 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 we settled on that definition as a staff. We all gathered 
and talked and prayed through that and and then um, presented that. And what we were seeing in in from a discipleship standpoint is really, I think, the urgent need to revisit uh, that, to revisit what it looks like to live as a follower of Jesus in our everyday life, um, to to be recaptured again by what the gospel is, what the good news is. And, and then what is our response to that good news? And how do we share that good news with others? And so uh, from a team, we, we kind of came together and we said, okay, well, if we were going to talk to somebody about who a Jesus follower is, what would we say? What are the, what, what are the words? What would we include in that? Uh, if we were to talk about this definition to somebody, how would we talk about loving God, loving others, abiding in Christ, imitating Jesus' life and mission? What, what are some things we would include? And so the team came together and put uh, some of those ideas down, and we distilled that all down because uh, there's a lot that you can mm-hmm. cover there. We distilled that down, and we helped um, come up with a, with a guide, uh, a study um, that, would, that people could use, um, and, uh, and we just called it Jesus Follower because, well, you know, we, we're not the most creative yeah. uh, bunch. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, uh, but really, that's, that's uh, how that came to be, and... And then from there, um, we uh, we took this particular focus, and we had uh, some particular goals. I think that we wanted to see one is um, we wanted to explore this definition of a Jesus follower in a community of people, and so recognizing that, especially right now, the Sunday gathering is still essential and it's still happening, but but we have a lot of people that are gathering in groups mm-hmm. um, uh, did online. They're, they're gathering outdoors still, even in the weather. Um, and so we wanted this definition to live within those smaller groups of people where not only can you discuss and share in, uh, the scriptures, you can pray for one another, but also you can look to apply weekly um, and then follow up the next week with each other and ask how that went. So uh, while we will be talking about this from the stage on a Sunday, it's hard to have that kind of dialogue conversation Mm -hmm. of, hey, you said that in response to the love God has for us, you're you're going to seek to love your neighbor. How did you do that this week? And then you get into conversation, well— um, here's what happened, or here's what God showed us, or here's where I totally flopped, um, and then we can talk about that too, and and uh, encourage each other in that. So we wanted it to be um, to live in community with people um, because because that's essential. We wanted a a, a remembering, a reminding, and a, a refocus on Jesus, um, on what the gospel is, and then how do we share this good news with others? What does that look like? And and um, and also just to be captured by what God has done for us in Christ, um, in the power of the Spirit, and, uh, and then our response um, to that. Um, so we, we want people to know and love and follow after Jesus um, in the everyday uh, coming and going of their life, wherever that takes them. And then it's also an opportunity, especially during this pandemic, to, to really bring the church together and um, and so from the youngest to the oldest, we're going to be talking about following Jesus. And, and um, that is a, a unifying experience, unifying opportunity. Um, and uh, and that's, that's especially needed uh, during this time, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's a long explanation. But it's, um, that's really how it came to be and really what we hope to see happen here. And obviously, obviously, this is a 
beginning point. This isn't a culmination of anything. So we're not expecting this focus, this nine week focus to, uh, you know, be the end. And then we can brush it off and say, well, you know, we, we follow Jesus. And, and so it is really a launching point and, and we're exploring, okay, how do, where do we move from there? Then what does that look like? How do we continue to engage people in community following after the way of Jesus? Um, and so, yeah, that's, this is kind of our, our launching point of remembering. So it kind of goes to reimagine the whole discipleship process. Yeah. Um, you know, moving, moving forward. And, and, you know, as you just kind of watch things happen over the last several months, I, even for me, I look back and think, um, not, it's not that we did it wrong, not that we did it right, but it has brought light to questions that the following Jesus aspect versus following structural design mm-hmm. of, of what we put in place. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, the reimagining comes in specifically looking at what it is as a Jesus follower not what it is to be a uh, a program follower or a structural um or to be perceived as a good christian yeah so, yeah but i yeah. do think the timing the timing is what is so critical yeah. for us because we introduced this topic what 3 years ago maybe i think it was yeah. originally the original definition but having this opportunity to dive in and dig deeper and especially in the focus in a small group or in a group yeah. that you have the opportunity to have a discussion that's meaningful, significant with peers. And and there again, it's like to dig in deeper to define what this is, but also what does it look like to live this out? And I think that's the, that's I mean, that's like, it's like the perfect time to do that. And especially in an environment that has changed because it would look very different having this discussion two years ago in January mm-hmm. versus having it January 21. Yeah. Uh, with the current restrictions and what's out there as people are looking at what this faith look like applied. Yeah. yeah. So yep. no, that's good sure. stuff. So not only to hear from you, but today we, we have Delia Brown uh, who's going to join us on the podcast today. And Delia has experience of, of working with the uh, international mission board. She's also been involved in uh, women's ministry leadership here at cool spring and part of the discipleship and mission team. And, and works with Brian and has worked with Brian in developing the Jesus Follower Life Group Guide. So, Delia, welcome to the Reimagine Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Um, so, you got all that that Brian said. You're in full agreement. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a good intro. Yeah. yeah. I saw you holding uh, your hand on that. Uh, I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> if it looked like no, I was going to slide it down. <laughs> I've also been entertained hearing three men talk about fashion. <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of colorful corduroys in my closet. Uh, yeah. So, Do you still have them? Uh, no colored jeans, but you know, the yeah. corduroys are gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and this yeah. week, I, I hated to lose my flip flops. I've got on my warm, yeah. fuzzy socks today as I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. Uh, yeah. That's oh, my yeah. favorite fashion <laughs> statement is my flip-flops. That's, but, that's um, the official yeah. fashion statement of COVID. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I, had to, I had to pack them away this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Oh, look Thanks at us. Thanks the fashion as, as we go deeper. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let me just kind of start by asking you a little, just a couple of intro questions. Like, when did you first hear about Jesus and how? who told you? Uh, that was, <clears throat> it was a long time ago. Um, I was a child. Um, my parents dropped my sister and brother and I, four kids. <clears throat> they dropped us off at a Southern Baptist church in Raleigh. It was near our house. And um, 
it was from the teachers in Sunday school and, and vacation Bible school that I, I first heard about Jesus. Wow. Um, I remember there was a big Bible that collected dust on our, our TV stand at home, but, but it was in Sunday school and Bible school that I first heard. And uh, there were many who planted seeds of faith into me before I actually came to faith in Christ uh, at age 18. How, how, what did that look like at age 18? What was the, what was going on? Um, well, <laughs> um, the Lord was, uh, he put uh, families and friends in my path who were Christ followers uh, that helped guide me. Uh, my husband of 37 years, who I was dating at the time, influenced my life. And um, if, you, if my husband Greg was asked the same question, he would, he would tell you how the Lord used me in his walk as well. Uh, it was amazing how we were yoked together. Um, and um, uh, I was involved in, in young, we were involved in Young Life and um, just involvement in women's Bible studies and conferences. And, uh, you know, as we married and, and had children, Christian parenting classes helped us to raise up our children. Um, Involvement in Baptist Young Women, uh, leading ACT teens, uh, community Bible study, um, uh, just um, as Greg mentioned, an almost 30-year career in a global mission-sending agency gave me much opportunity to hear the Word of God and and see Him at work. And um, now, adult Sunday school teachers and mentors um, and just the opportunity to connect with missions and outreach in my church community and state and beyond um, just a lot of seeds have been planted. And um, uh, my personal journey, um, you know, has also involved um, learning spiritual disciplines um, that I think are important, like reading the Bible, uh, reading it more. And prayer and worship and um, often being still and listening to him. Um, I I ask him to give me opportunities to share his love with others. And those opportunities, um, as you mentioned, Brian, often come in the daily rhythms of our lives um, in the sphere of influence that he gives us. Um, And... um, I think um, I think we all have a story, and it has changing seasons. Um, um, I feel like my my cancer diagnosis in two thousand four changed me. Um, my sister's death at an early age after a short illness changed me. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit changes me. Um, I'll share a, a a story, just a more recent. Um, Brian, uh, as you know, my mother passed away in, in early October. This is just so, so recent. Um, and I had the opportunity to honor her by speaking at her funeral. And I remember as I, I prepared how difficult I found um, to, to try to explain a mother's love um, to me, uh, the love that she gave me. Um, a little later, I had a I had a chance to have dinner with a good friend who attended my mom's funeral, and um, she asked me if um, she could have a copy of what I shared at the funeral. Um, she said it was truly a gospel message, 
And I had to smile because I know that is where my mom found her hope. And um, that was the message that needed to be shared. Uh, that was the message that needed to be heard that day. Um, those are just some of the, the things on my journey, you know, that um, has brought me to where I am today. So part of that journey, we've talked about it, it seems like the last couple of weeks um, on some of the episodes, it just keeps driving back to relationships. <clears throat> so when I hear, I hear Delia's story, I look at my story, I mean, you look at our stories, this thing is centered around intimate relationships, people who have invested in people, people who have, have passed on, people who have taken time to mentor. It's about people with people. And so as you look at the idea of the Jesus Father and what you're talking about, it is it is gathering people in those small communities so they can be transparent, they can be honest, they can share, experience joy, sorrow, difficulties. But it's all part of that journey that we do with people. We're not meant to do that alone and not necessarily meant to do that in large gatherings all the time. But the intimacy of, of that group that we're talking about. So, Dee, I'm, I'm curious, just as, as you were a part of, of this team and, and putting this material together and thinking about it. Uh, why, why do you think the focus like this, uh, of this Jesus followers is needed at, at this time? Um, this makes me think of the verse in the Bible uh, in first Peter three fifteen. 15. Um, that's the one that says, um, <clears throat> but in your hearts, honor Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, yet do it with gentleness and respect. I love this verse because it is for all believers, and I think that's why the Jesus Follower Study we're starting January 10 is so important. Um, the two reasons giving in First Peter, um, first of all, for us to love and honor Christ um, I think the world needs to be in the Bible. We need to understand God's word. I don't know how else we would know what Jesus thinks about life and how we need to be living in it. And secondly, um, a Jesus follower involves loving others. We've talked about that. We need to show that we love and care for all people and to share the hope that we have in Jesus with them. We need to proclaim it with our mouths. And, um, Often I feel inadequate in sharing, and sometimes the Lord gives me unexpected circumstances to, to give my defense. Um, I know sometimes there's going to be opposition to what we say, um, but we need to be equipped and, and, and empowered to defend our faith and share the gospel of Jesus, and, and that's why we need to focus like this, I think. I like the idea that you mentioned the word hope. You know, something that has hit me the last couple of days— it hit me before, but why I have been meditating on it here lately, I don't know. But um, hope is is what people need now. But fear yes. has dominated our conversations, yes. and even even in the life of believers, fear has dominated, and it's the opposite of what what the Holy Spirit has given us, what Christ has given us, and that's hope, and that's the one thing we need. So I think that you know. Yeah. Going into this and, and having a deeper dive into this, uh, well, with with that, that, what a great verse to to give that. But it's just made me think about like fear is dominating over the gift of hope, the truth of hope that we that we have. So, um, yeah. good good point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Delio, from the beginning, I know when we have talked about this, we've always talked about it 
um, uh, some kind of focus always um, couched within a community of people. So there was always this this life group uh, uh, part. Um, why, why would you say um, that this focus, going through it together with a smaller group of people, is needed? I think um, life groups are are really the heartbeat of our church. Um, uh, as you've talked about a little bit, these groups do life together. They do Bible study. They fellowship together, e- even if it's virtually by Zoom. And um, and they're involved in doing ministry together. Um, and uh, the comment about a Christian life is not meant to be lived in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so important. And, um, and wow, community is more important now than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the smaller groups allow you to deepen your relationship with each other in the group. I know our life groups um, spends a lot of time in prayer. We share burdens and joys with each other. We lift each other up. And um, as we've talked about, everybody has a story. And I think it's great when you know each other's stories and how God has redeemed each person in your group. Um. Um, you know, it's, it's done with some intentionality and for me, it's accountability. And I think groups are great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. We, we, um, on this particular focus, we've been talking a lot about application and accountability. And so, like I said before, being able to, um, apply what we've been reading from the scriptures, uh, however the Holy Spirit is leading us to do that, and then having somebody walk with us, whether that's through the week or the next time we get together. Um, I mean, that's that's essential uh, for me. That's been life-forming for me to have people walk beside me and check in, you know, uh, and because uh, typically, you know, if we're following along in a, in a, in a study, a curriculum, you, you talk one week on generosity, and uh, you talk about ways you could apply that, but the next week you get together, you're, you're talking about serving. And we typically don't stop and ask the question, okay, well, how did you live generously this past week? How did that go? Uh, we just kind of move on to the next thing because we think of it more as I'm taking in the information and somehow taking that in causes life change. Um, and that's not, while that's a part of it, I don't think it's entirety. I think there is this how are we going to live this out? And then who's going to walk yes. beside us to do what that? What are we going to do with what we've, we've learned? Yeah. yeah. But you know, that's the, you know, one of the things we've talked about forever is the whole aspect of formation, how formation happens. And so that's an aspect of formation. Formation is spiritually forming. It's relational in a sense. I mean, it's what God is speaking to us. It's what we're learning in community together in a sense, but it is practiced. And so there is no formation happening unless that faith is being practiced because it is out of the experience that God speaks to you on a level that you're not going to find it in the one-on-one or in the community learning together. It's going to be gained through experience. And so when you talk about spiritual formation, you know that's kind of our, our brand, Link, Learn, and Live. It's yeah. that whole aspect of it. Some people like just part of that experience. So just teach me something so that I know something different. Well, that's not really formation because it has to take root and grow out and be demonstrated in a sense in life. And so that's that's formation, um, kind of that 360 aspect to it. But 
Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll quit meddling, but I mean, just no, my, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my yeah. thought of what that does. Um, so that's a beautiful part of what you can do in groups. Yeah. So, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. My, our, our prayer is that this isn't just a weekly thing where you can check off what you believe. Um, it's like those use, the old envelopes you get to you used to get when you were in church. Yeah. Remember those? Like you check off, you Bible. went to Bible, you yeah. read your Bible this week, you gave, <laughs> you went to Sunday school, yeah. you went to church, you, how many contacts you made. You remember? You remember yeah, all I remember that. Those. Do yeah. you, you remember those? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I mean, we talk uh, about the formation within the group. This is not just about you in the group. This this is also about the demonstration, yeah. uh, the demonstration of the gospel outward, uh, and asking the question. Other people are asking a question. What do you really look like if you say you're following this person? Yeah, I mean that that that's a whole nother yeah level. You know, having having lived in in overseas and different capacities. You know, I, I remember early on, the biggest thing was not necessarily telling, um, telling per se, but yet demonstrating because people had a misconception of what it, what it was to follow this person called Jesus. Yeah. So, how does the Jesus follower impact our our demonstration of it? Well, I think um, I think it is partly not only are we creating the space um, in the reading of Scripture and the sharing of the story and and in seeking how does the Holy Spirit want to apply this to our life? Like, so what are the specific ways that we can do that? Um, and then having somebody walk alongside us, I think all of that creates the space in which, in which God begins to shape and to mold us so that it's not just um, a series of beliefs we check off, right? But uh, our lives will really tell the story of what we believe. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, that's always true. Uh, our, our, the way that we go about our, our daily life is going to show the things that we really believe and the mm-hmm. things you know, that we don't. Um, and so uh, I think, I think this, this, again, it's just creating the space that we're going to say we want to stop to listen, uh, to read the words of Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to show us, all right, then where is their misalignment? Where, where are other things? And then what, what's a step? that we can begin to take with the Spirit's help uh, to guide us in that. Um, and who's going who's gonna to come alongside and say, uh, how is that going? Uh, I think all of those pieces really, um, obviously with the work of the Holy Spirit, have, have the, the space to, to mold and shape us uh, mm-hmm. so that what we believe, what we say we believe, becomes actually um, how we live our lives. Uh, and uh, it's not just the checkoff box there. I know, Delia, any? Yeah, I, I sent Brian a little spoof video about um, how we, as a church, sometimes um, we learn all that we can about things and, and we meet to talk about all that we've learned about things. But then we don't do what we've learned. We don't yeah. carry it out. And I think this study uh, has the opportunity for us to walk it out. To not just talk about it, um, but to do something about it, um, to to put it to action, uh, and so I like that part about it, uh, how it was developed. And I think for me, I love the group piece on it for for this conversation because 
you can only do so much in 20 minutes on a platform, you know, in a sense of, of sharing. I mean, we'll share nuggets because we're teaching from the platform about this as we go along the nine weeks with, with the groups. But I really do think that there are well-meaning Christians, well-meaning Jesus followers that really have an incomplete picture or understanding of what it means to follow Jesus. And so I think having an honest, genuine, transparent conversation and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into these moments and allowing the Word of God to speak in the lives of people and to have maybe a fuller understanding or a fuller expression of what it means to follow Jesus, that it will, I think, I think from the standpoint not only of understanding, but it will influence practice in a significant way. Because, I mean, you think about it. If, if our mission is to reach and develop all people in the fully committed followers of Jesus, that's great. But at the end of the day, what is a what is a Christ follower, fully committed follower of Jesus? What is that? And you can't reach and develop what you don't know. You can't give away what you don't have. And so I think this is a great opportunity for for not only Cool Spring, but anybody that decides to get a part in, involved in in a group or online with us about deepening their understanding of what it really looks like and means to follow Jesus. Um, I think it's a breath of fresh air in a very stale theological world. Mm, boy, we just got our title. <laughs> 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 uh, we can we can put you on the notes in the liner notes. A breath of fresh air, <laughs> Doctor Brad Hoffman. No, no. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. please, please, yeah, please, use the dr on that. Yeah, yeah use the dr right. on that's that. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. That's funny. That's funny. So, how, so uh, we talked about creating this space, and, and I don't need a long kind of thing, but I'm just curious. So, for people to engage in this, what what does that look like? I mean, you guys have written this material, you've put it in. Yeah to a book format, you got a video thing. I mean, yeah. what, what does that engagement look like for the groups to, uh, cause, uh, sitting, sitting across from you, I understand the space that you're talking about, but for somebody's out there, you're yeah. what's define that space. And what does that material look like to engage it? What, how would yeah. people do that? So, uh, January 10th, uh, it's gonna, there's going to be a, a series for people that are gathering online or in person. There's going to be a series that follows, uh, this Jesus follower definition. Um, if they go to coolspring.org slash Jesus follower, they'll get an explanation, but they'll also have the guide that we're talking about. They can download, uh, there'll be a weekly video that's going to include an introduction to what we're focusing on, but also a testimony, which includes uh, a couple of the questions that we, we threw out to Delia there. Uh, we've we've gathered video testimony from all different people, all different ages and stages about following Jesus. Uh, so that will be available each week on there as well. We also have plenty of options for groups. Uh, people can get on there and join an existing group that we have. We have uh, about eight now short-term groups that are gathering to go through this study, and you can do those uh, virtually. Uh, so they can do that, or they can create their own group. We haven't have a spot where you can register and sign up um, if you have a few people. So you have a group of four, you already get together on a regular basis anyway. Be willing to go through this together, and uh, you can just let us know, hey, we're going to do this and create our own group. Um, so walk that, through it there. That, that's available for people within the local community too, but mm-hmm. for other listeners that may not be in the local community, yeah, uh, we have it uh, accessible for you to participate in. Coolspring.org backslash slash Jesus follow Jesus, Jesus follow. follow. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's all there available. Yeah. So that's great. 
Yep. Hey, Delia, thank you for joining us today and sharing that journey and just your uh, working behind the scenes to create this uh, opportunity and help us reimagine what that looks like. Thank you for the opportunity. It's good. Any last words, Brian? No. I think I've said said enough. <laughs> Corduroys. I may have said too much. <laughs> Corduroys. A breath of fresh air. A yeah. breath of fresh air. That's, That's right. In right. <laughs> a stale theological, theological world. world. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. That's a nugget. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. great. Yep. I don't even know how to follow up on that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's good. Hey, uh, so I just want to say thanks for joining us on the Reimagined Podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, and even Google. So download any of the episodes and rate them. For Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagined Podcast.